Today is Friday, July 14th, 2023. Welcome to episode 408 of the Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Brief Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Ozer, and over the next 45 minutes, <coughs> excuse me, me, you, Jesse Johnson, Jim Lund, Travis W., Jonathan Booley, hopefully Esteban, the baton holder, Cat GBT, Nicole, the newcomer, all of you, the Simply Cyber community, squad members alike, first-timers and old-timers, we're going to be shredding the top cybersecurity news stories of the day, and I'll be giving my expert opinion and analysis on each of those stories, on what it means to you as a practitioner, or if you're looking to break into the industry, we got you covered. If you are looking to break into the industry, do yourself a huge service and go ahead and look at the pinned comment on the YouTube chat right now, because I released a book yesterday, absolutely free, called cyber unlock the ultimate guide to breaking into cybersecurity. go ahead and giddy up on that believe that uh this is a resource that is uh in my opinion pretty freaking awesome so go check it out if you have a disagreement with its value uh please let me know I, i'm open to public scrutiny on the book okay this isn't like uh ChatGPT, write me a book go no this is me thinking through what i would tell somebody and then writing it down. Jesse Johnson, shout out to him for helping me yesterday with QC. Shout out to Kimberly, shout out to Aaron KG. Um, definitely made the book even better than it was uh, when I was going to release it. So holla, holla, holla. All right, now before we get into the show, by the way, I do not see the stories, nor do I do any research prep in advance, so you're getting my raw opinion and thoughts on these stories. I do have 20 years of experience, so it's pretty well informed. But before we get into all that, let me introduce you to the stream sponsors and let you know what they can do for you, for your business, for everybody. Starting with my good friend, Eric Taylor. You guys know him. He's got a squad emote chat in the squad bar. That's how, how tightly coupled I am to Eric Taylor. Barricade Cyber Solutions, y'all. They're dedicated to helping businesses from cyber attacks and recover from the damage done. Cyber attacks can cause massive issues for businesses and send dedicated, hardworking business owners into turmoil. But guess what, y'all? Hold on, hold the phone. Barricade Cyber Solutions knows how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. Check them out at barricadecyber.com. Links in the description below. I know uh, Barricade actually reached out to me and told me that, let me fix my camera here. Barricade reached out to me and told me that people have been reaching out to them for uh, incident response work. So genuinely appreciate that. Um, not just that they're sponsors and that they're getting work, but that the community is realizing what a service barricade is and how they can actually help you achieve your cybersecurity goals. Also want to say shout out and thanks to Panopsi. Panopsi Security, another great business, um, happens to be in South Carolina where I am, where I live, but uh, they, they have clients internationally and across the country. Panopsi Security, led under the uh, guidance of Brandon Poole, who many of you know from previous Simply Cyber episodes, can provide a host of services, managed services, uh, tuning up your sock. Uh, Brandon's uh, got a lot of skill, both offensive and defensive, but he's got GRC skills, him and his team, and the team can deliver you a quantified risk assessment, which will essentially come in, look at your people process technology, 
give you an assessment of where your risks are based on your profile, and then most importantly, give you statistical breakdowns of the likelihood of suffering certain incidents, and then what the, how those percentages are affected by introducing new controls with the prices of those controls. So if you follow me for a second, say you're a business and you have no idea what the hell's going on. You're, you can call Panopside, they come in, they tell you everything, and then they're like, Here's what you currently look like, right? Here's visibility, and here's what you can do. I don't know what your budget is. I don't know how many people you have working here that can do InfoSec work, but depending on <clears throat> what you have available as resources, here are your options to secure yourself. Boom, hands cleaned, job done. Panopsi Security, check them out in the description below. Also wanna say much love to Anti-Siphon, but I have selected Anti-Siphon as our mid-roll that, uh, sponsor of the day, exclamation point sponsors. If you wanna show them some love, I, I updated it today. Thanks Kimberly for that. Uh, remember every day of the week has a special segment. Today is Friday, which means it's Grayson's joke of the week. Grayson is my son. Every Friday, he drops a, 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 a chuckler on us. Last night over dinner, he turned to me and he said, dad, I just came up with the joke of the week. And uh, he dropped it on me, so I'm going to drop it on you guys. So stay tuned for that. It's always fun at the mid-roll. If this is your first time here, let us know in chat with a hashtag first-timer. Every episode of the Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Brief podcast is worth half a CPE. That stacks up two and a half a week, ten a month. So be sure to say what's up in chat. Take a screen cap, save it off in a little folder, whatever you got to do in case you get audited. But you were here, you're definitely consuming this same goes for team replay if you're live hashtag team live like bill presley and john bruno uh Senfilis. but if you are and jeff watala and if you are watching on replay what's up my team replay people um great to have you great to connect um and we'll talk a little bit at the end of the episode about the uh pinned post i made on yesterday's stream replay i'd be curious for team replay specifically their thoughts on that i'll remind me at the end of the stream and i'll talk about that um who am i forgetting oh hashtag passive observer if you are normally here but you're quiet and in the shadows like don't sleep on the half of cpe don't sleep on the power of professional networking just say hashtag passive observer in chat let us know what's up space tacos dropping the news i didn't see this the text come through but space tacos dm'd me yesterday uh and told me the good news let me say this Way to go, Space Tacos. I think, guys, uh, members of the Simply Cyber community are starting to get jobs left and right. I think we need a special sounder. I'm open to suggestions, but I think we need a special celebration sounder for I got the job. Like, I, I came in like a wrecking ball is good, but um, maybe something that's only reserved for when someone announces their uh, incredible news of breaking in. Uh, so let, let me know in chat, mods, if you can help me kind of curate the suggestions, if there's if there's some dynamite ones in there. I know that uh, mod, um, excuse me, chat was able to give me this one. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Uh, chat gave me that one. Chat gave me uh, this one. Catch me outside. How about that? Yep. And then uh, chat gave me this one. Okay, so chat's always coming correct with the sound effects. So let me know, chat, if you want to uh, have a sounder for when people break in. All right, guys, so that does it for the intros. Let's settle in. I'll see you guys at the mid-roll, but right now we're going to let the cool sounds of hot news wash over us in an awesome wave. I'll see you guys at the mid-roll.
From the CISO series, it's cybersecurity headlines. It's Friday, July 14th, 2023. USB drive malware attacks spiking again in the first half of this year. A new report by Mandiant outlines how two USB-delivered malware campaigns have been observed this year, one named Sogu, S-O-G-U, attributed to a Chinese espionage threat group Temp.hex, and another named Snowy Drive, attributed to UNC4698, which targets oil and gas firms in Asia. Last November, Mandiant highlighted a China Nexus campaign leveraging USB devices to infect entities in the Philippines with four distinct malware families. And in January, Palo Alto Network's Unit 42 team uncovered a Plug X variant that could hide in USB drives and infect Windows hosts that they are connected to. While USB attacks require physical access to target computers to achieve infection, they have unique advantages that keep them both relevant and trending in 2023, as Mandiant reports. The advantages include bypassing security mechanisms, stealth, initial access to corporate networks, and the ability to infect air-gapped systems. Mandiant's investigation points to print shops and hotels as prime infection points for USB malware. Okay. Users of Hunt... <clears throat> okay, so a couple things here. One, obviously, infographic. Ooh, yeah, you're looking good. Way to start your morning, huh? A strong cup of coffee and an infographic by Mandiant? Just saying. Okay, so there's a couple things here um, that I um, distilled out of this story. One, um, USB drive malware attacks are, are up, okay? Guys, USB malware attacks have been known for, you know, a decade or more, okay? This is why uh, there is a <clears throat> GPO setting for, like, disable USB um uh, you know, like auto run, right? So I don't know if you guys ever noticed, but if you plug a USB drive in, your your Windows operating system is like, ooh, like let me help you out there, boss. Let me let me fire up what's ever in this drive, right? It's called auto run. Um, right, exactly. DJ Bsack losing his mind on, on mod chat. Spicy! Th that's a, a a spicy sound effect by proxy for Bsack. Um, Here's the deal. Like, you shouldn't have auto run on your USB things anyways, first of all. Second, and that's a best practice. And by the way, you can just set that once and forget it, okay? Second thing, that this is just that's just one control. That's not going to stop Carl, okay? Oh! That's not going to stop Carl from then navigating over to the File Explorer, double-clicking and launching this thing, especially if the USB drive says, like, Bitcoin wallet or nudes or... Uh, F, you know, FY25 financial projections or whatever, like Stuxnet, right? Go Google Stuxnet, S-T-U-X-N-E-T. Stuxnet was initially through USB infection. So don't think that this is like an antiquated 1995 movie attack vector. This is legit and there's an uptick. Now, I would say what a great opportunity to educate your end users on not plugging in random USB drives. This, again, is not going to fully address the risk here, okay? But just listen, with USB drive malware attacks, you need to, a very um, comprehensive, wide-reaching strategy for defending uh, or at least reducing the likelihood of this attack being executed, okay? Like, just push the impact to the side. We're talking likelihood only. Where are my GRC peeps out when I'm talking likelihood and impact? You know what's up. Holy crap, Sean Washington also scored a job? Wow! I came in like a... Oh my 
my god dude oh simply cyber community you guys are straight bringing the heat on a friday talk about going into a weekend like a boss Woo. all right well then for sean and space tacos um hold on is jason hoskins also hold on we got three jobs in here I came in like Guys, like, are you trying to, like, buffer overflow the the daily threat briefing right now with your, I, we all broken? Like, guys, can we coordinate when we're breaking into cybersecurity so we don't over, <laughs> so we don't overstack the stream? I'm joking, of course. This is freaking amazing. Three people, three announcements, one day. Come on, man. Like, 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 shirt, pants off, baby oil rub downs. Let's go. Like, this is amazing. I'm taking this all day, every day. Woo. I would gladly disrupt the stream um, every single episode if it was to announce people breaking in. F yeah. Woo. All right, y'all. This is great. This is so great. Oh, my God. I got like, I got um, like, look at, I don't know if you can see the hair in my, my arm. It's like standing up. This is so cool. Oh, this is so cool. Great, great, great. Oh, freaking awesome. Okay, guys. So, again, hey, as great as it is to celebrate our wins, we work in cybersecurity, which means we're <laughs> it's ever vigilant. So, back to work. Here we go. Um, USB drives. Okay, so let me just wrap this really quickly. Educate your end users. Disable auto run um, in GPOs. The Sogu campaign, if you look at this, this is their targets by industry. This is really, really evenly dispersed, which is interesting because usually threat actors will target certain areas because they're comfortable with it and because they know what's going on. This is equal opportunity, which to me would indicate the following. They're not targeting, they're not targeting, like they're, they're, they're either hitting some supply chain upstream that serves a wider community or they're mailing them out wholesale, or they're giving them out at like, you know, different conferences and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> another interesting thing that I thought um, you won't really be able to see it on stream, but the um, the infographic here, you plug it in initial compromise, right? But it requires the victim to execute a legitimate file that results in loading a malicious DLL, essentially like a sideload attack, and it'll execute shellcode in memory. Usually the USB drives with the auto runs, they don't require intervention. They just require a human to plug it in, right? Like that's when it's go time. This one's a little interesting that there's an extra step for the human to have to commit. Um, oh my God. Uh, BSEC, let me know if that's something I can share publicly, please. Um, so anyways, Again, educate your end users. The, the final thing I'll say about this, and I had never considered this, is that, um, that they're saying a lot of the infections happen at hotels and print shops. Guys, you can educate your end user uh, to the moon about not plugging in stupid stuff, but when your business is about taking a USB drive from someone and plugging it in in order to print something or run something, you're absolutely going to plug it in time and time again. Now you've got to talk about a different control where you have <coughs> network computers that are on a separate VLAN with tighter level of you know visibility, scrutiny, EDR, network segmentation. And guess what? Maybe Kinkos has that type of capability and in, in budget, but like, you know, smaller regional print shop companies, they're not gonna have network segmentation and dedicated machines for 
you know, seeing if a USB is clean. So just be mindful of that. Uh, this is not the same thing as um, rubber duckies, although it could be similar. Usually the rubber ducky and the rubber ducky attacks, the attacker is actually plugging it in. This is, this is much more aligned with social engineering and tricking a victim into plugging it in. TLDR, USB attacks aren't going anywhere. Well, Experian DCS platforms urged to patch nine vulnerabilities immediately. Armis and Honeywell jointly disclosed yesterday a package of nine new vulnerabilities dubbed CRIT-X, as in critical plus the Roman numeral 9-I-X, that Armis researchers found in the Honeywell Experian DCS platforms. Seven of these flaws are indeed critical. These flaws could allow for unauthorized remote code execution on both legacy versions of the Honeywell server and controllers. Exploitation of these vulnerabilities does not require authentication, only network access to the targeted devices. Potentially, any compromised IT, IoT, and OT assets on the same network as the DCS devices could be leveraged for an attack. Honeywell has made security patches available and strongly advises all affected customers to patch immediately. A CISA advisory is anticipated shortly. All right, well, <laughs> I clicked on the CISA advisory and there's nothing there, so that's coming. Uh, Jamie Fleck, I'm getting uh, confirmation that other people aren't having an issue, so um, it might be on your end. Uh, <clears throat> Armis is kind of a, a bigger player in the space. Their big, their big like claim is that they're able to do passive vulnerability scanning, uh, and and by virtue of that passive passive asset detection. Um, okay, good. I get to accept all your cookies. Thanks. Um, they do a key write up. Um, Here's the deal. <clears throat> I don't know much about this. I don't, I, one thing I don't like, uh, by the way, they call it crit X. <clears throat> I have to imagine that they intentionally did this. So it sounds like Citrix, which is a really well-known platform. Um, maybe to get a little bit of pub and a little bit of click through on the idea that it, 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 it has to do with Citrix. This is not anything to do with Citrix. This has to do with um, the Honeywell Experian DCS platform, which <clears throat> I'm not an expert, but if I had to guess, that is a um, an ICS OT piece of technology. Yeah, here, it says here, oh my God, look at all this. No, Experian uh, integrates into advanced automation platforms, innovations, whatever, like all, a whole bunch of buzzwords. It integrates uh, into... Distributed control systems, DCS, yeah, okay, so this is an OT thing. Here's the deal, for most of the Simply Cyber community and folks listening, as far as I know, only a minority percentage of you work in OT with ICS technology. Some of you do work in manufacturing. I worked in manufacturing for a while too, and there was OT, but it was almost compartmentalized and don't even get me started. I don't have enough coffee in me yet to lose my mind about the compartmentalization of systems and assets in a manufacturing environment that, oh, don't worry about this OT. Why don't you just nerd out on the IT stuff, you infosec wonk, and don't worry about the OT. We got that handled. Don't don't get me started on that right now. But, but my point is, um, if you're actually securing OT and ICS, then you know whether or not uh, you have Honeywell Experian DCS in your pla um, in your environment. And basically what they're saying is this particular technology is wicked vulnerable to some type of exploitation that doesn't require much effort. 
and you can own that box. Now, they go on to say other assets on the same network could be compromised. Like, okay, like, let me just, let me just defud or fear uncertainty and doubt you on this one. Listen, <clears throat> I don't care if it's the Honeywell Experian DCS or if it is my IoT toaster or if it is a Windows 11 fully patched or a Windows XP or ring doorbell, I don't care if it is an asset on a network, okay? If it has an IP address on a network and it gets fully compromised, spoiler alert, all the other assets on that same network are potential to be compromised. That's how networks work. I'm an asset on a network. I can touch other assets that are directly on the same network. A switch is gonna push the packets right over to them or the frames. Right, if you want to be wicked uh, technical and nerdy, I'm sure BSEX, as the network engineer, is like, well, no, 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 no. The switch doesn't go up to the packet layer, Jerry. Listen, so my point is, I, I for the uninitiated, it may be too critical here to, to say assets could be compromised, like, obviously. Like, it's like saying that, like, you order a burger from a restaurant and it's going to come with a bun. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> I don't think you need to say that. All right, let's keep going. I'm sorry, I'm being, um, I don't know what's up with me today. I, I'm just a little p peculiar about what's, um, what's, uh, what kind of sands get in my drawers at the beach today. Ransomware gangs have extorted $449 million so far this year. This number represents a near record profit in the first six months of the year, although the total might actually be much higher since the research conducted by Chainalysis only looks at cryptocurrency wallets being monitored by the firm. If the trends continue, ransomware groups are on pace to bring in nearly $900 million in 2023, only $40 million behind the peak seen in 2021. Eric Jardine, cybercrime's research lead at Chainalysis, told Recorded Future News that a number of factors are contributing to ransomware's resurgence, including the return of big game hunting, where ransomware gangs target large corporations in the hope of garnering massive ransoms. <clears throat> hold on one second. I want to I wanna, um, pull something up really quickly. Okay. October 26, 2022, okay? Uh, and I'm only doing this, I'm not doing this to beat my chest or say like, ooh, look at me. I'm just saying, rans we did this story back in October last year. Ransomware down, okay? We, it was a different story, but it was the same time frame. And it was talking about ransomware down and how like the numbers weren't revealing. And at that time I said, listen, people, before you run into the boardroom and tell them that, you know, all their investments have have uh, paid off and like we're winning the war on ransomware. There is a major conflict in Eastern Europe. And guess where most of the ransomware threat actors operate out of? Eastern Europe. It's not a far-fetched reach to say maybe some of them got conscripted into the Russian army. Maybe some of them are actually more worried about like their parents' house getting attacked than they are about making cash money. Great cash, homie. Okay, well, the conflict's been going on for some time. Things have, I don't want to say they've stabilized because there's boots on the ground stuff happening every day. But I would say that things have normalized over there for what to expect. So this isn't a surprise. Guess what? 
You got to pay that electric bill. Baby needs a new pair of shoes, right? Got that new PlayStation 6 coming out. Need that cash. So ransomware gangs, they're back at it. They're on pace for a record year. $450 million in Q, uh, in uh, Q1, Q2. Oh my God, BSEC, so true. Yeah, don't ever say you're winning. <laughs> don't ever say that. Just say you're on pace and you're hitting your metrics. Uh, also, really quick note, uh, shout out to BSEC. Um, he didn't say it in chat, but uh, everybody's celebrating their new jobs, breaking into cyber. BSEC, who's worked in the industry for a while, he's been a longtime member of the Simply Cyber community. He's a mod. Just to give a shout out to BSEC, he was actually told yesterday that he wants to be made the, or they're going to make him the cyber czar at his company and take on the role of creating, standing up a true cyber program. And by cyber czar, BSEC, that is chief information security officer, my friend. If you've got budget authority, if you've got people, if you're building a program, at minimum, it's director of information security. At most, it's CISO. So good job, BSEC. Give you the sounder. <laughs> Until we get a better sound effect, you will get all three. I just saw a super chat come through. Let me touch on that really quick. Holy crap, another one? Borderline behemoth just landed a job at his company as an IT analyst after six-plus years in unrelated positions, mostly from people networking and passion for the field. Thank you. Borderline behemoth. First of all, thanks for the super chat. Did we just become best friends? Yep. And I want to say congratulations on the position. Oh, all right, dude. Like, I don't know what's going to happen when I sit in this chair. I just hit go live and we start the show. Like, five different people announcing new positions. This is sick. This is the best. Good job, everybody. Also, I just want to point out, if you are um, trying to break in, do you see where Borderline says, mostly from people networking? Networking is so freaking valuable. It's unbelievable. It is Epic Friday, Space Tacos. Okay, let's keep going. Anyways, whatever. Ransomware is having a bumper crop year. End of story. If you're interested, Chainalysis is super legit. I heard about them on Darknet Diaries. Hello Video episode. Do not listen to the Hello Video episode until you're ready. Read the description. It is a very disturbing episode. However, um, Andy, Greenberg, or Andy, San, Andy Greenberg's uh, Tracers in the Dark uh, talks about tracing... Uh, Bitcoin and crypto transactions on the blockchain to hunt down um, criminals, especially sexual predators of young people, uh, which is what Hello Video is about. And uh, so if I, I'll tell you what, if, if, if the guy who started Chain Analysis was next to me at a bar, I would pay for his drinks. I know he doesn't need me to pay for his drinks, but I would insist I would pay for his drinks. I love what Chain Analysis is doing. Um, maybe I'll try to get them on the show. Actually, note to self, uh, mod chat. Sorry about this. Uh, chain analysis guest on simply cyber live. I'm going to, I'm using mod chat. It's like where I take my notes during the stream. I'm sorry. Popular WordPress security plugin caught logging plain text passwords. The all-in-one security AIOS WordPress plugin appears to be logging plain text passwords from login attempts. Installed on more than 1 million WordPress sites, the security and firewall plugin was designed to prevent cyber attacks such as brute force attempts, also to warn when the default admin username is used for login, prevent bot attacks, log user activity, and eliminate comment spam. 
It was discovered that AIOS version 5.1.9 writes plain text passwords from login attempts to the database, which essentially provides any privileged user with access to the login credentials of all other administrator users. The issue was oh my God. identified roughly two weeks ago when users started complaining about the insecure design flaw on the plugins support forums. Earlier this week, the updraft team maintaining the plugin released AIOS version 5.2.0 to address the issue and remove the logged passwords from the database. All right, really quickly before I play the sounder, because I don't want the two to be confused, Austin Nielsen dropping an announcement, landing a junior DevOps position officially today. My God, people. Whoa! I came in like a... Dude, Austin, congratulations. Straight crushing it, my friend. Super pumped for you. Guys, like some days it's like I have massive audio issues over and over again, right? Some days the super chats just flow in and like Alyssa Knight and James McQuiggan get into like a bidding war um, for the super chats. Some days Eric Taylor on Barricade Cyber Solutions starts making it rain guest subs. And then some days, and I'm a huge fan because this is the first time it's happened, but I hope it becomes a trend. Some days... Every other person in chat is talking about getting a job today. Straight crushing it. My God, you guys. I love it. I love it. I, here, hold on. People are getting jobs. People I'm are getting jobs. Evangelist. I, I love it. it. I love, love it. it. I love, love it. it. Thank you, FinFrock, for letting us appropriate you. So congratulations, everybody. If you're waiting on that offer letter, if you got an interview coming up, you're in the pipeline to be on the announcement train. I am, I am friggin' loving it i guys i've got a buzz about myself right now because of this news i'm so excited for you guys okay now switching topics because i'm about to trash this uh, wordpress plugin first of all wordpress plugin called all-in-one security okay clever marketing hey one solution fix it uh set it and forget it no worries no big deal writing plain text passwords to log files you are so dumb you are really dumb, for real. Are you joking me? Are you joking me? You cannot name yourself all-in-one security plugin and then have something so basic that my 11-year-old, who doesn't even work in industry, could look at and go, smells bad, Dad. Yeah, no kidding, Grayson. It does. It stinks. Freaking plain text log. If you're ever, listen to me, if you're ever looking at code or looking at log files, or looking at network traffic, and you see a password flyby, welcome to 1991, because that's where you're living. Writing plain text passwords, like either the dev who did this was lazy, incompetent, or, I mean, I, I hate to say it, and, and if, if they're watching this and they're like, oh, it was an oversight, I don't know, maybe they outsourced it, maybe it was a long weekend, maybe they were working a 36-hour heater, and they, you know, just made a mistake. Guys, I'll tell you this, because I used to be a software engineer, uh, a software developer. I feel like to call myself an engineer would be really overstating what <laughs> I was. Um, uh, Leonardo is saying the security, security, uh, security, security WordPress is good for WordPress. Um, Cyber Shingami doesn't officially have the job, but uh, I do have potential opportunity for someone in my network. Oh, cool. All right. There we go. So, hey, let the, let the networking begin. Um, but here's my thing. It can happen, right? Uh, and I'm, I'm going to say this just to be fully fair. It is possible that 
because I did this, you would write debug code. So when you're writing software, you want to use a bunch of debugging to output to a terminal or output to a log file so you can see what's happening. You can see the state of variables. You can see the flow. You can see where things are breaking, where they're working, what is getting passed. Debugging is like a really, really common behavior in software development, okay? No one writes great code the first time. It is possible that this was part of a debugging that just got overlooked and not removed. However, this is so fundamentally flawed that it really is not excusable, okay? The, and I'll tell you this. So if, if you're right, okay, so two, two things. One, if you're running, well, three things. If you're running this plugin, obviously fix the plugin or get rid of it. Two, be mindful of any marketing that says all-in-one, like complete security solution, like we got you covered, like turnkey, don't worry, single pane of glass, all that. Be sus of that, okay? At least at a minimum, validate it. Don't just take the title uh, at its face value. Third thing, um, you might have WordPress plugins in your or WordPress sites in your environment that you're not aware of. It's it's not uncommon to have unmanaged infrastructure, aka shadow IT, because it's easy to stand up a WordPress site. And Carl in finance wants to set up a birthday board so people can track who's got birthdays coming up, and then. You know, Carl's like, oh, you know what? Look at this. <laughs> Jerry's always harping about security. This says all in one. Look at thumbs up. I did my job. So just be mindful. You could have them in your environment. Make sure you're scanning around. Make sure you're educating your end users. Um, that's the deal with that. Let's do the mid roll. And now a word from our sponsor, Opal. Opal is the data centric identity platform. Identity is one of the last great enterprise frontiers. It's fragmented with legacy architecture, and Opal's mission is to empower enterprises to understand and calibrate access end-to-end. -end. The best security teams from companies like Databricks, Figma, Blend, and Dreda use Opal to build identity security for scale. To learn more, go to opal.dev. That's O-P-A-L dot D-E-V. Okay, I will say this. So <clears throat> I guess there's some clarification here that Sean didn't get the job, but has a awesome second sock interview. I will say this though. I know Sean Washington. Sean Washington has posted to the Simply Cyber Community Challenge in the past. Sean Washington has consistently contributed to the Simply Cyber Community. So I do not rescind the three sounder amalgamation that we played earlier for celebrating Sean Washington. The man's a treasure. All right. Now we got the mid-roll. If you're a first-timer here, <laughs> relax, because we're about to take you back to the 80s. Guys, I want to thank all of you for being here today. What a Friday. So many people sharing amazing announcements. Last night, I actually dropped my new book. Uh, there is a pin. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? There's actually a pinned chat uh, on Simply Cyber, um, excuse me, on the YouTube chat right now with a hyperlink right here if you want to grab this book. I know several of you have already grabbed it. If you've looked through it and you have a comment, please leave it in chat. If you have constructive feedback, let me know in chat. I, if you don't know this, like I, my job is to serve this community. Basic, that's, that's the, that's the line. That is it. My job is to serve this community. I mean, obviously, Simply Cyber generates revenue and I sell the courses and stuff like that. So I'm not like, you know, this angel. 
But if you know me, you know that I serve this community. This book is absolutely free. It is literally a 10 step that you execute in order a path for optimally and efficiently breaking into cybersecurity. Go to simplycyber.io slash book to get it. Okay, thanks, Lyle. Yeah, it's not enough use of the word book. <laughs> all right, guys. Hey, let me let me shout out to you really quickly. Thanks. If you're all here and you're getting value, hit the like button. It goes a long way to tell the YouTube algorithm to tell other people searching for cybersecurity content what we're doing here. So let's do that. Uh, thanks to the stream sponsors for enabling me to do this every day for free for you. Barricade Cyber, Panopsi, Anti-Siphon Training. Anti-Siphon Training links in the description below. Please click on it because it's got like, it's got a link that counts how many times people click on it. Or if you, more importantly, if you go to an Anti-Siphon Training, tell them that I sent you or tell them simply Cyber sent you. It would mean a lot to me. Anti-Siphon Training, they have an amazing amount of training. Look at all this, pay what you can training, uh, live training, they have training on demand, they have training roadmaps, look at all this training, right? Um, SOC Core Skills with John Strand, getting started with MITRE, John Strand, Active Defense Cyber Deception. Music is a notch loud. I can't really change the music, oh, maybe I can, let's try this. Um, Uh, hold on. I don't know. Can I just turn my mic up? Would that be better? Can I turn my mic up and go over the volume? Let me know. We'll get more cowbell, Jenny Housley. Yeah. Anyways, check out Anti-Siphon. It's great training. When um, John Strand is going to do one of his, I will absolutely promote the sh out of it. I love John Strand. John Strand had an emo long before John Strand knew I existed. That's how, how much I love John all right, Pursuit of Bliss. Okay, like hopefully you guys can hear me. This is my last day in the remote studio, so we'll get it sorted out. All right, guys, Simply Cyber Community Challenge, Esteban. My man Esteban dropping a uh, LinkedIn post yesterday with the Simply Cyber Community Challenge. Esteban, please tag someone in chat. Guys, if you get tagged in chat, please accept the Simply Cyber Community Challenge. Go on LinkedIn, share your cyber story, use the hashtag in your post. Everybody else, go on LinkedIn, find that post, comment on it, and most importantly, connect with the poster and the people in the comments. Build your professional network. I have seen most people in chat say they have noticed their LinkedIn feed has changed to be much more valuable, much more interesting, much more cyber focused. It's not a coincidence. The whole reason I'm telling you to do this, the whole reason we started the Simply Cyber Community Challenge was to hack the YouTube algorithm for you in your feed. That's it, that's what we're doing here. So take advantage of it. You don't have to, but again, networking is so freaking valuable, you have to, here's the thing, you have to put in the work. There's no easy button. I can provide you all the tools, all the capabilities, the network contributes into it, but, but you have to do the work yourself, so it's wicked good. All right, now final thing, uh, we'll do a little bit more Simple Minds for Grayson's joke of the week. I hope James McQuiggan's in chat, he's gonna love this one. Nice, Space Tacos has got a super dope LinkedIn feed, cool. All right, so every Friday my son Grayson gives us a joke of the week. He gave this one to me over dinner last night. Okay guys, what, um, what school do 
Um, what school do pine trees, oak trees, and Japanese maple elm trees like to go to? What school do pine trees, oak trees, and Japanese maple elm trees like to go to? They like to go to elementary school. Elementary school. Ha ha! Thank you, uh, Grayson, so much for your joke of the week. We always love it. Stay tuned for Monday because uh, Monday is Callan's Art of the Week. My other son, Callan, he does uh, art every single Monday for us, and he's going to be bringing the heat. Just a quick reminder, guys, I do want to get this book in everybody's hand. So go to simplycyber.io slash book um, to grab that book. All right. All right, let's get back into the news. SonicWall fixes multiple critical vulnerabilities. SonicWall has addressed these multiple critical vulnerabilities in its Global Management System GMS Firewall Management and Analytics Network Management and Reporting Engine. The company fixed 15 vulnerabilities that were disclosed in a coordinated vulnerability disclosure report in conjunction with NCC Group. Four of these vulnerabilities are rated as critical as they can be exploited by an attacker to bypass authentication and potentially expose sensitive information to an unauthorized actor. The vulnerabilities have CVE codes 2023 all right, so I'm going to, you know, curiously ask why this is a 9.4 for an authentication bypass, and this is a 9.8, which is basically the highest you go unless there's active exploitation in the wild, and then it goes to a 10. A 9.8 for password hash read via web service. Guys, password hash read means that you get the hash. You still have to crack the hash, and if they're using a complex password, which Carl is probably not. Carl! You still need to crack it, and if you don't have uh, a password list that has the password in it, you won't crack it. Unless you can do some form of, like, pass the hash or something, but I, I don't know about that. Whereas this one's a bypass. Bypass meaning you, you get the login page, and you just, like, click through it, and you just you don't even have to. This one, you have to, like, crack a password, then use the password. This one, you just go through it. So... On the surface, I would think this one would have a higher vulnerability than this one. It must have something to do with like what you get access to when you bypass it. Um, long story short, this isn't a good look for SonicWall. These are firewalls uh, or firewall management tools that are uh, affected. Uh, firewalls can be internet-facing. Hopefully, a firewall management tool is not internet-facing, although it's not uncommon to have uh, like web administrative portals for firewall administration, i.e. like you use a web browser to access it. Typically, you would want that behind your firewall, like behind on your local area network or in your uh, sensitive in internal network. You're not going to manage a firewall from like some cloud system unless, and a BSEC or anyone, if you can uh, fact check me on this one. If you're using a, um, oh my God, what is it? Um, Palo Alto has it now. Um, not an SD-WAN,
but but there is a um oh my god there is like a f- cloud firewall deployment management thing i forget what the heck it's called like um, excuse me i hate doing this on stream but palo alto cloud firewall there there is a thing um i remember we're at the manufacturing it don't even get me started on next gen firewalls but um there was a term for it yeah cortex is their brand but they like there was a panorama no panorama thank you for offering these things up panorama is like the administrative console for uh palo alto i just remember like basically i remember that there was an easier way to deploy firewalls to remote, you know, if you have like a location that's like a warehouse facility in California and there's like three employees there and there it's just like really a shipping uh, container depot place. But there is a, um, a computer there for inventory and crap and it goes back to the mothership. You wouldn't put like a full PA there. Like there, there's a there's a way to like software firewall it. Um, yeah, zero touch provisioning. Thank you. Uh, a- anyways. Um, my point is you don't want your firewall, your firewall itself or your firewall management portal or your administrative console. You don't want it accessible by the internet. You definitely at least want it on your internal network and have to access it via a VPN or, um, some type of like multiple levels of authentication, um, NCC group did this work. Uh, nice job, base case, and the whole NCC group team uh, on this one. If you're running Sonic Wall, go get it. I'm telling you guys, in um, BSEC said it in chat. Fortinet, Sonic Wall, Cisco, all these uh, uh, wireless uh, firewall manufacturers are suffering some major issues. Uh, I don't want to poo poo on Sonic Wall too hard, but I do think of them as a tier two firewall solution. Um, you know, like we, we like I think of Cisco and PA Palo Alto is basically as first tier, and then SonicWall Fortinet is tier two, and then you start getting into some of like the like you're 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 buying budget firewalls, taking it in your own hand. Like I think Zixel has some firewall appliances that, you know. Uh, All right. So, anyways, um, if you're running SonicWall, be mindful. You definitely don't want your firewalls popped because then you're basically letting your entire network go down. Rockwell Automation Control Logics bugs expose industrial systems to remote attacks. CISA has issued an alert regarding two security flaws impacting Rockwell Automation Control Logics Ethernet IP communication module models that could be exploited to achieve remote code execution and denial of service. Listed as CVE 2023-3595 and 3596 with CVSS scores of 9.8 and 7.5 respectively, they are both out-of-bounds write flaws that could allow malicious actors to gain remote access to the running memory of the module and perform malicious activity, as well as potentially overwriting any part of the system to fly under the radar and stay persistent. Mike? All right, really quickly, um, I don't work in OT or ICS. and so that's like an area that I'm not really well versed in. Rockwell Automation is a huge, uh, or Rockwell is a huge vendor in that space. What I'm going to do right now is just provide some value to the community around this. If you are interested in learning more about OT and ICS, if you live in Texas, if you live in, I think, North Dakota, like if you live in these areas, Louisiana, like if you live in these areas that are like, have huge like energy sectors right and there's going to be a lot of ot ics stuff going on 
um, meaning that there might be a lot of uh, job opportunities for you. Here's where you might want to look, okay? Um, the following things. At DEF CON, there is an ICS village that is excellent. It's old. Like when I say it's old, it's been around a while. It's really well versed. If you're like, I'm talking like uh, windmill power, solar power, you know, obviously coal, oil, nuclear, a lot of energy, um, smart cities. A lot of that runs on OT, like more advanced manufacturing with like the robot that assembles the car, all of that stuff. Okay. Um, ICS Village. People in the space that you might want to start following or get to know, Don Weber, uh, he, he's uh, Cutaway Security. Go check him out. He's got a Discord server. He's a really approachable guy, very nice, super seasoned. Uh, Clint Bowdungeon from ThreatGen, even though he does ThreatGen stuff, he is known or, or was really practicing quite a bit on the offensive side in the ICS space. He wrote a book, Hacking Exposed ICS. Um, Bryson Bort, even though he's known for Scythe and Grimm, he is an OT ICS guy. He's heavily involved with ICS Village. He knows what the heck he's talking about. And Chris Sistrunk. Chris Sistrunk loves smoking meats, loves drinking bourbon. Wicked nice guy. Love me some Chris Sistrunk. Go check him out. Those that's like that's your like little OT ICS starter kit. Go run after that. And then of course, if you've ever worked in OT ICS for a second. Um, you definitely want to check out the Rockwell Retro Incombulator. This is like an inside joke for everybody uh, that works in OT um, ICS. And I'm going to drop a link in chat. If you don't know what this is, go look at it after the stream ends. I'm telling you, it's hilarious. This is it right here. Okay. It's complete gibberish for like... Two minutes. It's hilarious. Okay, but this is this video. Everybody who works in ICS security knows what this video is. It's a rite of passage. Microsoft rebrands Azure Active Directory to Microsoft Entra ID. Microsoft announced yesterday that it would change the name of its Azure Active Directory Enterprise Identity Service to Microsoft Entra ID by the end of the year. Azure AD offers a range of security features, including single sign-on, multi-factor authentication, and conditional access. I'm sorry to interrupt the story really quick. Pellon's correct. Robert Lee, Rob Lee of Dragos, or Dragos, uh, is definitely worth following. Uh, Kelly, is it, no, uh, is it Kelly? Leslie Carhart, a.k.a. Hacks for Pancakes, also really good. She's at Dragos. Dragos is kind of the front runner in the space around uh, incident response for OTICS, I definitely should have mentioned them. Um, absolutely. So thank you, Pellon, for that. Microsoft saying it helps defend against 99.9% .9 of cybersecurity attacks. While the standalone license names are also being modified with this rebrand, it will not affect the service's capabilities and everything will work just as before the name change. The transition will be finalized by the end of 2023 and requires no customer action. Okay, so Microsoft's rebranding. It'll be disruptive for a minute, and then it won't be. If I had to guess, um, Microsoft is doing this because they want to get away from the word Active Directory. This has nothing to do with Azure. This has to do with the word Active Directory. People, Active, you know what? I could even see this as the plan all along. Like, name it Azure Active Directory, so people start putting together Azure Cloud with Active Directory on-prem. Uh, if you're a Windows sysadmin, you know what AD is or Active Directory. It's called, people refer to it as AD. Active Directory is basically the brain behind how you manage 
uh, resources in a Windows environment. Permissions and access, right? GPOs is done through AD, which is group policy objects. GPOs is like the USB auto run. When you're managing a fleet of 50,000 computers, you're not gonna go touch every single one. You use GPOs to send policy out to things. You use Active Directory to kind of manage all that. Domain controllers, how things are seen part of domains. Like this is all that. Active Directory is that technology. Um, people, Azure AD is up in the cloud. They're, they're rebranding it to Entra ID, which is, um, I think, I hate that name personally. I think Entra is stupid, um, but that's just a personal thing. It has nothing to do with its you know, value. All they're doing is moving it. Um, I do find it interesting that they're adding the term ID to it. I think the play here is to move into a federated authentication model and make your active, um, your, I'm still gonna call it Azure AD. To make your, like, it's so ingrained to say AD, right? To make your AD creds work on different systems. Yeah, Jesse Johnson knows what's up. Guys, and so anyways, like this isn't gonna change anything. And I guarantee you in like six months, we're all gonna be just saying Entra ID. And I remember when it used to be called, uh, what was it? What was it? Something, oh yeah, Azure AD. Like it, like they'll do a great job of marketing the crap out of this and make us forget. So whatever, it, this is just a corporate marketing play. Um, final thing I'll say, and this is a, um, the more you know, so get your little more you know, um, where is it? Get your more you know, 1980s public service announcement, GI Joe, uh, emotes ready. Active Directory, okay? Like if you click on a folder and you say like, Jerry can have permissions here, or you click on a folder and you say, domain admin can access this, like which domain admin can access everything, but like whatever. If you have carved off a section because like the marketing department wants to try something cool and, and you don't want to be bothered with them. So you just like carve off a section um, in AD and let them stand up whatever they want. If you've ever tried projects, whatever. Here's the reality guys, okay? You're going to get some type of audit. And if you're junior, you might even be the auditor looking at it and you're gonna say, I have a finding. What's your finding, auditor? Your Active Directory needs to be cleaned up or your Entra ID, I guess next year, needs to be cleaned up. Here is the reality. Everybody, everybody, unless you've been in business for like 15 minutes, everybody's Active Directory is a complete yard sale. You are not gonna clean up Active Directory. We all, listen, we all know our Active Directory is a hot mess on fire. You know that drawer in your kitchen where like just a bunch of crap exists? So like when you're looking for something, you open it up and like you move the scissors, you move the roll of twine, you move the birthday candles that you keep for some reason, even though you buy more every year. Like, and then you find like whatever, the paper clips you were looking for, that drawer, that's Active Directory. And someone might come in and say, hey, if you reorganize this drawer, you could find the paper clips much faster and make sure that other people who aren't allowed to access paper clips don't see it. And you're like, yeah, no, I, I know about that, but that would cost an F load of money and probably disrupt operations because we actually don't know what a lot of this AD configuration does. It just, it's just there. It was there when I got here. I don't touch it. Not a big deal. So there is an inherent risk that people absolutely accept with their messy, trashy yard sale AD. And if you run an AD, I know BSEC does, 
like, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me this. You know what this is? This is a meme. You know the meme where the guy's sitting there with like the co- the table in the park, and he's got the sign, and you're right there, like, uh, f- like I'll I'll fight me if I'm wrong or whatever. Your AD is a hot mess. Tell me I'm wrong. FTC opens investigation into open AI over misleading statements. The investigation into the maker of ChatGPT is based on claims it has run afoul of consumer protection laws by putting personal reputations and data at risk. The agency is investigating whether the company engaged in unfair or deceptive practices that resulted in, quote, reputational harm, end quote, to consumers. One of the questions has to do with steps OpenAI has taken to address the potential for its products to, quote, generate statements about real individuals that are false, misleading, or disparaging, end quote. Just a reminder to... All right, so the FTC is trying to, you know, inject themselves into... um... ChatGPT, basically. Um, yeah. So there's no regulation. There's no research. There's no, you know, like generative AI is the Wild West right now. Many of us are using it. Shall we play a game? Thank you, Michael McBride, for the emote. So I remembered to play the sounder. Um, FTC is getting involved. Remember, the FTC's entire job is to protect consumers like you and I from getting screwed. That's it, okay? The SEC is to protect shareholders of publicly traded companies from getting screwed. The FTC is supposed to protect you and I from getting screwed, right? So if somebody is, like, making these wild claims that their product can, like, you know, (laughs) like the all-in-one WordPress plugin, um, the FTC can come after them and, and, you know, fine them or whatever, do an investigation, it uh, looks like they sent a 20-page demand for records from OpenAI. OpenAI, um, this, so this is very early. Like, FTC is beginning their probe, essentially. And they're saying that the FTC, this is such shenanigans. The, the, the OpenAI is saying that the FTC's probe uh, is causing reputational harm to them. Bro. Like, who, like, I don't know who who pulled their... Who stopped using ChatGPT because the FTC sent a request for information? I don't know. Maybe some BDSs, I guess. Someone dropping um, massive loot on ChatGPT. But where else are they going to go? Like Bard? Bard's really good. But ChatGPT is, to me, it seems like ChatGPT has got a head start on enabling large organizations to build their own large uh large language models on ChatGPT. I don't see BARD being opened up so other businesses can build models on top of it. So um, anyways, you guys see this Microsoft Activision Blizzard uh, merger thing? Kind of curious about that. Anyways, um, I don't think OpenAI is, is, this seems more like posturing. I almost kind of find it. I almost kind of find it curious that OpenAI would come back over the top rope and say you're hurting us on reputational harm. You'd hope that they don't have anything to hide. If I had to guess, OpenAI, the one thing that they're scared about, again, this is tinfoil hat cherry. So let's basically the tinfoil hat cherry is my disclaimer that what I'm about to say is uninformed and just my take. Um. OpenAI is probably scared because they probably can't fully explain how ChatGPT comes up with what it comes up with. It's generated by AI. You set rules and stuff, but it's not pulling from like some known database. It's not a knowledge system or an expert system. I think they used to call them back in the day. 
it, it it's generative. So it's kind of scary what it comes up with. But anyways, there's that. All right, let's keep rolling. We are at nine o'clock right on the dot. Um, and let me do this. If you were here just for the news, uh, you might even boogied out of here because of the time already. But I want to thank you all so very much. I hope you have a wonderful Friday. Shout out and thanks to the stream sponsors again for enabling me to deliver this uh, podcast. Shout out to all the people who are breaking in officially as of today. Those who have interviews coming up. Those who are on the hunt. Congratulations to all of you. Remember, there is a... Where is my book, y'all? pin chat simplycyber.io slash book if you want to grab up this book right here take care nicole hewlett have a good one uh esteban has switched the tag to priceless pancake but they haven't officially accepted it is priceless pancake in chat you want baton holler at me priceless pancake all right guys let me check my calendar really quickly and see if I've got a few minutes. Uh, I can confirm that I do have a few minutes, so we will transition into jaw jacking. Welcome to jaw jacking time. This is your host, Jerry from Simply Cyber, where we get super cash on a Friday afternoon or a Friday morning. I am wearing my Atomic Red team shirt shout out red canary for bringing the heat with automated um oh my god um basically pen testing i forget the term they have a better term for it but attack simulation i think all right guys great week solid day i really i i grinded to get this book out I told you guys I was going to get it out yesterday. Dude, you want to talk about close of business? I pushed this thing out about 5.05 p.m. And uh, really happy about it. Um, can, maybe I can show you the book. Hold on one second. Um, if anyone's... Where, I don't know. I guess any questions? I'm, I'm happy to take questions. Oh, here, okay, hold on, CatGPT. CatGPT's got a good point. Let me try this. This is completely um, wild, so let's see what happens. Um, hold on. I have no idea if this is going to be a good idea or a bad idea. Oh, so I've got... Uh, hold on one second. Hold on one second. You're seeing this live as I switch cameras. Yeah. Okay, and now, do you guys want to switch to Discord, or do you want me to bring up the, uh, the squad chat? Yeah, let me see. This is the one I just... Mono Julian, ever start a course and not finish it just to start another course? Yep. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it, Mono Julian. Here, let me try... Um, let me try a screen cap of um, YouTube chat. Give me one second, guys. Give me one second. Hold on one sec. Let me hide Discord really quickly. When I, when I do get this stream fully built up, I will um, use Discord. But 
Does this work for everybody? The thing is, I need um, I need to be able to uh, show my uh, browser too, in case I want to like share something with you. Let me see. All right, uh, hold on one second. I'm like, this is me actively building a scene <laughs> for you live. All right, so let's do this. I'll just hide this, and if I got something to show you, I'll show you. All right, let's do this. All right, let me see what chat's saying here. Where in Texas is OT? What training would one need? Well, so Carrie, um, I think, so you need like ICS training, right? You need to know like what PLCs are, what Modbus is, what SCADA is. I think if you go to, um, ops, here, like drop, here, let me, where, is it OpsWAT? Right? So I think if you do OpsWAT training, yeah, check this out. They were they came on uh, a while back. Check out OpSWAT. If you want to get some training, um, they literally have free training. This is why you guys come to um, Mod Chat, right? I mean, um, jawjacking, right? They have free cybersecurity training for critical infrastructure, including OTICS. Um, I forget the guy's name who came on. He was a really nice guy. You have to go to the academy. Um, look at the courses here on the Academy. I'll drop this link in chat too. This is all free guys. Introduction to critical infrastructure free. Oh, this one's 50 bucks, 50, 50. So $50 for training. I mean, it's not, it's not free, but it is, um, training. You can, you can at least get the, um, introduction to critical infrastructure one. Um, get that going. There you go. What a horrible URL, Jesus. Did that even go through? Okay. All right, what else we got? What am the Jamie's dog? Uh, hey, did we get a tag by the way? Is, did, uh... Oh, hey, can you talk more? Okay, so really quickly, guys. Um, let me, let me, this is for team replay, but also for you guys. I'm going to do this right now and um, give me one second. So yesterday, if you guys remember, during jawjacking, I dropped a link to a blog post that if you click on the link, I basically, Simply Cyber basically gets um, a, 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 like an affiliate fee or a commission for you guys going over there. Um, and it seemed to work okay. I did go on to the team replay and I pinned that post to the replay. And I don't know if people clicked on it or not, but let me know in chat, please, right now, what are your thoughts about me doing this, right? It's, it's basically an opportunity to like kind of easily help fund basically Simply Cyber. And team replay, let me know in chat and team replay. And be honest, guys, I'm, I'm very transparent. I'm very reasonable. I'm open to, you know, constructive discourse. So if you if you don't like it, let me know. If you if you're fine with it, let me know. If you really just don't care, let me know. I'm looking for one that is uh, pretty good here. Oh, here we go. I like this one. Uh, I had a question recently. Here, let me drop this in chat right now. 
This is a healthcare related one. Click on this. So this is uh, challenges to health. Oh wait, hold on. Um, this is challenges to healthcare and cybersecurity. I worked in healthcare for seven years. Awesome, awesome experience. I loved working in healthcare. It was super hard, but what a rich, complicated environment to secure. If you get an opportunity to work in healthcare, you should absolutely dig into it. Um, so if you click on that link, I will get uh, like a, a potentially a, a commission. I think it's like a dollar per click. Um, so if you want to support the channel, that's where the money goes. Um, I will tell you uh, that because of this book, I, I think the, uh, the newsletter list is going to explode. So I'm going to go into a higher tier of pricing for the, the newsletter platform, but whatever. Uh, so click on that, okay? Thank you. And again, let me know in chat your comments about using this forum to put that link. Uh, I'd be curious. Getting back to the Simply Cyber Community Challenge, I would love to uh, tag not only IT. Uh, it looks like we had a little bit of an issue with the, uh, the Simply Cyber Community baton pass. So please, uh, not only IT, would you like to pick up the baton let me know in chat. All right, looking at mod chat. Let me know not only IT, going back to um, stream chat. Let me look. Um, Jenny Housley, let me know that Joseph Daher said, can you talk more about next-gen firewalls and why you said don't get me started on next-gen firewalls? Just curious what you're meaning. No, um, was I, I didn't get upset. I don't think it was next-gen firewalls. Um, where's that list? Let me see if I can re reinitiate why my anger. Oh, 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 oh. Um, Joseph, so next-gen firewall, basically, it isn't the technology itself. It's the branding and the name. I, like, in our industry, there's a lot... Dude, the cybersecurity industry, as a security solution provider, the vendor space, it's a, it's almost... A, it's a multi-billion dollar industry, and they're always coming up with clever, like, naming conventions to, like, be exciting. And next-gen firewall was like that next thing. Uh, basically, it's just firewalls that are, you know, like there's more of like kind of cloud elements. There's a little bit of, I don't want to call it AI, but some of the firewalls can like adaptively configure themselves. So like you take in a feed, right? Like a, a, I think they're called wildfire on Palo Alto. So if there's a known compromised C2 domain or a known compromised site or an IP address that's known bad, the firewall will automatically update itself and block it, right? And this is why it's next gen because you don't have to have an engineer go in. Great, great service. It just annoys me that they call it next gen. Same with like zero trust architecture. I use that term because that's what we've colloquially adopted. But yeah, not only IT officially accepting the baton. Thank you, not only IT for getting on top of that. I look forward to your post. Um. Please let me know. Uh, please use the hashtag simply cyber community challenge hashtag in chat. Alan Norris says, I was wondering y'all opinion on my job search. I live in, I live in, 
Margaret, Alabama, just northeast of Birmingham. Those are, there are some cybersecurity GRC jobs around here. Yeah, get on it, Alan. Alan Norris, like, please, Alan. Alan, Alan Norris, download this book. This book is a is a it's an action plan for you. And then if you want, I have a ton of content on the channel on uh, GRC and how to be really good at it. If you really wanted to go all in, um, you could spend a couple bucks. My course is incredibly affordable and it will give you literally everything you need to become a entry level GRC analyst. And then when you go to a job interview, you just like drop knowledge bombs on people. And then and then it, then the conversation becomes more about what your compensation is going to be and less about can you can you do the job? Um, later, Jason Hoskins. Great job again. Willing to relocate. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a choice you have to make for you and your family, right? So you got to make that choice for yourself. Um, Alan, you know, you might even be able to work it into your compensation where you're like, Hey, like, how about. How about we do three months on site? You rent a hotel room for three months. I, I prove that I'm legit. And then I work remotely until my wife can find a job and then we'll move. Like you can have those kind of conversations uh, with an employer, right? And if they say, no, absolutely not. You have to live here. Well, then guess what? You know, maybe it's not going to work. Thanks, Space Tacos. I do like the GRC course personally. Like I said, once I get more time, I'm actually going to be introducing uh, an AMA section to the course um how do i throw my name in the hat to get on the list for the challenge the simply uber challenge uh real bilbo i love it um i love it simply cyber community challenge it's so great uh space taco says the grc playlist is fire i love it. thank you grc i mean thank you yeah, thank you grc thank you uh space tacos um all right couple more minutes and then I got to get out of here. I'm breaking down the whole studio uh, today. Whole studio. Oh my gosh. You guys should see the size of this light I bought. Maybe I can do this really quickly. You guys want to see like a little behind the scenes? This is crazy. Hold on. I don't know if you can see this. Okay, now remember, my hand is like a good foot away from the light. So it's actually even bigger than because of the, the perspective. Look how big this light is that I have in front of me. Can you guys see that? My microphone is, is right there, the, the one in my mouth right here. And then I have this light right off stage. This thing is probably like three and a half feet wide diameter. I mean, um, yeah, diameter. Massive freaking light. I love it. Oh, I love it. And if you want to know more about that light, tune into my YouTube uh, course coming out in this fall. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's funny. Was my did my credit card show up? Don't mess with me, B sec. Jerry, do you have a tripod? This would be fun content to record of your taking your studio down yeah you know michelle i i would love to film that but i'm actually like um i'm at my in-laws house and there's there's more going on in this room besides me in this office so i i wouldn't want um i don't mind 
I have terrible OPSEC, but I, I would I would not feel comfortable um, with that. But I'll maybe I'll try to figure out. It really is a star. My LinkedIn network has gone from 30 people when I started to 150. Alan Norris, do me a favor. Can you drop your LinkedIn profile URL in chat right now? Just go to LinkedIn, go to your profile, copy and paste the URL, drop it in chat. There is, uh, I don't know how many people are in here still. 195 people. Let's let's connect with Alan Norris. Alan, drop it in chat, buddy. Um, yep. BSEC's going to uh, start a company information. What, what is WISP? I know it, like, I'll tell you what. If I was going to start GRC today, I would pick a framework, depending on the size of the organization, and then I would do an, an assessment uh, against the framework, unless they didn't have MFA in place and they didn't have uh, security awareness training. That's the absolute, oh, yeah, written policy. Okay. Um. Next week, start streaming from the new studio. I wish, Jenny Housley, no. Mrs. Osher is actually building built-ins in the studio. Um, but she, like, when she starts a project, she gets, like, fully uh, invested in it. And she didn't want to start it and then have to come on the remote trip uh, and have that project half started. It would just eat away at her. So she wanted to wait until we got back. So she'll start that. That'll probably take her a week or two. And then I'll be at Black Hat. She'll probably, in all honesty, she'll probably finish the project while I'm at Black Hat. So when we come back from Black Hat, it's all systems go. And then then I'll be the captain now. Look at me. Look at me. Oh, Alan's. Here we go. Let's blow him up. I know Alan didn't ask for this, but let's roast his resume. <laughs> let's roast his uh, his LinkedIn profile. So first of all, I'm already connected first uh, first level connection with Alan. So that's awesome. Go to go click on Alan's link and connect it. Um, no one asked for this. Um, this banner is interesting, Alan. I love your profile photo, um, but I would uh, have a good one, BSEC. I would take advantage of this uh, banner image to, to capture some more information, maybe a call to action. Um, your title right here, cybersecurity analyst, there's an opportunity there for you to actually um, deliver an impact statement on what you can value you can deliver to an organization. Um, again, you're about, you can definitely deliver value. I have a whole bunch, actually, um, Alan, if you want, uh, if you want, I know you didn't ask for this, but if you want, um, and this is true for everybody. If you go look at the book, I forget what step it is. It's like step three, I think step three. I offer you a ton of resources and there, a lot of them are tied to Virginia Case, the marketing executive who's like friends with Simply Cyber on how to like take your LinkedIn profile to the next level. This is, this is great. This is great. I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing it. I'm just saying um, there's an opportunity here. Also, I noticed your URL says Alan-Norris- here's a number. You can modify that to be like just Alan Norris. All right. 
again, I know you didn't ask for that, Alan, but please be a good sport. I'm not, I'm not crapping on it. I'm just offering constructive criticism. All right. Um, I was going to say, go back and watch the Virginia videos. Yeah, those Virginia videos are in the book. There's a hyperlink in the book. Click on it. I really, maybe I should set up like a feedback form or something for the book. I really want to know what people think about this book. I'm going to be honest. I put a lot of myself into the book. So I'm, I'm kind of emotionally attached to it. I should be objective uh, and, and just let it on its surface. But I, I really am, I really put a lot of energy into this book. So I hope it's well received. Jeffrey, have I ever signed up for an NDA to get more details on a job description? No, I have not. If you are going to send an, sign an NDA, I would recommend you read it. But, I mean, it's not outrageous. Um, oh, J-Dub likes the video with me and Neil Bridges ripping through 20 different roles. Thank you. I, I like that. Have a good one, Leon. Be good. Thanks, Jamie Fleck. I appreciate that. Kind words. You can't roast my Canva work from your course. Oh, oh, I can roast Sean Washington. Nice. Send me a link, uh, Sean. I have to look for the link later. My network prevents access to shortened links. Oh, no problem, Michael. Michael, tell me in chat what you want, and I'll put a long link. Uh, there is, is there a Simply Cyber LinkedIn group? No. I mean, there is a Simply Cyber business i guess um i don't really do much with it. it like i have like automated posts about content i make on the channel and marketing stuff but jamie fleck wants a quick roast okay let's go okay i like your name jamie i would update your photo um you're a good looking guy i love you but uh it's not a terrible photo uh, but I would update it to be a little bit more professional, a little bit more. Um, hold on, I want to, I want to see my face too. How can I? Uh, let's do this. Here. Here. Um. Okay. Uh, Jamie, I would, I would tighten in on your face a little bit, um, and just be a little bit more professional. This photo looks like a selfie you took with your right hand. Um, it's cool, but there's an opportunity there. Um, I like that you got your name up here in hot neon blue. That's cool. Um, definitely good using this. There's a lot of opportunity here to take advantage of this real estate, right? If you have like a blog, if you have um, something um, like I work in cybersecurity, so I know that this lock means cyber, but there's this just an opportunity here for you. Um, you guys want a LinkedIn roasting live session? You know what? That is, I would make that a Simply Cyber Cafe kind of thing. Even though it's it's um, professional, I think it would be super casual. Um, Jamie, there's a, a buttload of opportunity here for you. Here, like, let's look at, um, let's look at mine for a second, okay? I'm live right now. Oops. Okay, so look at mine, okay? And so first of all, see the photo like it's not tight on my head but it's tighter and i kind of look professional wearing the same shirt that's a little awkward um you don't see my banner because i'm live right now but here's what i want to point out look at my name okay so jamie fleck gerald osher one thing i would say jamie and this is a preference 
if you add an emote, I don't care what it is. If you add an emote to the front of your name, anytime an automated system messages you, you'll know it was an automated system because a human isn't going to add the emote when they say, hey, Jamie, I found a job. Are you interested? Right? So that that's like a little hack to be able to detect whether or not someone is using automated systems. Second of all, you see how like I'm I'm using this real estate right here. You have aspiring cybersecurity professional, which I like, Jamie. Don't get me wrong, I like it, but you probably have like 125, 150 characters that you can play with. I say 2 million views on YouTube. I share my passion for cybersecurity to help individuals understand, apply, and appreciate cybersecurity to deliver value. You know exactly who I am and what I'm about. You, I know you're aspiring cyber professional, but are you aspiring SOC analyst? Um, do you, you know, is like you have opportunities to flesh this out. This could actually be a good working session. And I'm going to take a note in mod chat, mod chat, um, Virginia working session. Uh, LinkedIn um, title workshop, okay? We could do a workshop on how to make this dynamite, but believe me, this this right here is amazing real estate to take advantage of. I like that you're aspiring cybersecurity professional. You can definitely beef this up. I would almost uh, argue, Jamie, okay, that this statement, aspiring cybersecurity professional, tells me what you want. You want to be a cybersecurity professional. What you want to do is say what you can do for an organization. You want to deliver value, not take value, right? So I share my passion for cybersecurity to help individuals. So you know when you see me, you're like, oh, this guy right here, this guy shares uh, cybersecurity knowledge with people and businesses. Okay, like I want some of that. Um, you, you see what I'm saying? It's a small nuance, but in, in the idea of the human dynamic of give and take, when you give something, people feel a reciprocity to give something back. Uh, this opportunity right here, I know what you're doing with it. I understand why you have it as a title, but there's an opportunity to deliver value and be able to whip it around. Um, Mike Miller is doing a LinkedIn workshop for the Cyber Simply CyberCon. Um, and if you don't know about that, um, there you go. That is in 118 days. Sign up for that. You'll love it. Uh, Mike Miller is going to hook us up. One more thing on um, Jamie here. Talks about cybersecurity jobs, cybersecurity. I like that. You got your contact info here. Jamie, again, your URL. I can't show it on stream, but your URL is randomly generated. You have an opportunity there to make it just slash Jamie Fleck, okay? And uh, it, which makes it easier when you add it to your business card, when you add it to your socials link, if you add it to your link tree, right? I've got this link tree, right? You can add it here to your link tree and make it nice and easy for people to find. Um, in fact, I would even recommend you guys use this. This is free. I don't pay for link tree, link tree or HTTPS here. Um, oh my God, Jerry. Um, this is the simply cyber one. This is free. But um, just go up, just go up the directory thing and, and create your own link tree. Check it out if you want. I don't care if you use it or not, but it becomes a really easy way to say, hey, listen, um, here's all my stuff. Here's my socials. It's like one website. So you don't have to say like, well, if you want to catch me on YouTube, go here. If on LinkedIn, go here. I have a Twitter account. I have a blog. You can just give them this one link 
and you're off and running. Um, final thing on Jamie. I don't know if you can create, like, if you have a, you might be able to, uh, I don't know if you have to turn on developer mode. Like, if you look at my account, you see where it says creator mode right here? You might have to turn that on. But do you see how I have the ability to add a URL right here? If you can do this, you can add a URL. Now, I'm trying to promote my GRC Analyst Masterclass, but if you have a blog, if you have some website, if you have anything that you can, it can help enrich you as a candidate for someone who's obviously looking at you on LinkedIn, you put it here. And again, here's, here's the TLDR. Put it here, Jamie. Here's the TL, TLDR. When someone goes to Jamie's LinkedIn page, like, oh, hey, here's my LinkedIn. Check it out. They're going to look at this right here, and they probably won't scroll. They, they probably won't scroll, okay? So you need to maximize this real estate right here. This is valuable real estate. This is the landing page for Jamie Fleck or for you. So this is where you need to focus your energy, effort, marketing chops, whatever you want to say, um, and go to ChatGPT and help use, use it there. You know what I mean? Like, hold on. I'm going to do something right now. What? Hey, this is weird. Why can't I click uh, see more? It looks like your about page just stops. Okay. I'm going to use chat GPT right now on stream. And uh, we're going to see if we can't write you up something. Give me a second. All right. Uh, hey, chat GPT. You're a marketing. Mark hold on one second. Let me, let me do this really quickly on stream. Can you see this? You're a marketing expert. Um, I want you to write me a, I don't know, a 150 character title um, phrase that helps convey that I can add value to an organization As a cybersecurity analyst, my background is the following. I have no idea if this is going to work. I just copy and pasted this from Jamie's thing. This is for LinkedIn SEO purposes. Let's see what happens. All right, Jamie, you can change. You can change. Uh, you can change. This right here, aspiring cyber pro to result driven engineer, technician, skilled in testing. No, I don't like this. It should start with an action verb. Write it again, but start with an action verb. So Jamie, you're, you enhance org security with your expertise as a cyber analyst, skilled engineering technician, proficient in testing, manufacturing, and repairing electrical equipment. Boom. Right, I'm not saying that this is perfect, Jamie. I'm gonna drop this in chat for you. Is Jamie still here? Or did he have to leave? Oh, he's still here. Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't add all of this. Um, here, let me. Can I do it in two parts? Oh, hold on one second. There's part one and there's part two. Okay, and then boom. You just update you just update this part and now you know now you have like a, a value prop statement and you're just dropping bombs on people all right um 
let me let me close this let me move my camera over here again and then we're gonna have to go um esteban i started recording videos for my tutorials based youtube channel added on linktree hell yeah absolutely esteban and i would even say on linktree say something don't say like like look at this is my youtube channel right here the second one let me show you how to take a cybersecurity career further faster. That is the value, right? I didn't say, here's my YouTube channel. I'm saying, here is what you get. Here, you always need an impact statement. What is the impact? Like, Neil Bridges says it really well. Like, if I tell you I have a YouTube channel, ask the question back to yourself, so what? Like, why do I care? People are selfish normally, right? Like, you know, at their base. Why should I care? Why should I take time and click on this, Esteban? So if you say, hey, I have to, like, you could say on Linktree, like, and use a little YouTube logo and say, hey, like, um, use use simple tutorials to enhance your cyber skill or whatever. Deliver value. Have an impact statement for the people and, and do it, man. And, and good on you for the YouTube channel, Esteban. I think that's sick. Uh, my concern, next says, my concern about changing too much my profile on LinkedIn is my current employer seeing I'm looking for a job. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you could, I mean, don't say like, <laughs> next, I would just clean it up and say like, oh, like I'm just cleaning it up, making it look good because this is a professional network. You're also assuming that your pro, your, your employers like got the time, energy and effort to go um, look at your LinkedIn profile. I would say don't change your LinkedIn profile and say aspiring or looking for work or put the open work badge. Jamie Fleck dropping a, a gifted sub. Thanks so much, Jamie, for that. Very kind of you. I appreciate that, sir. If you are a new squad emote member, definitely jump into that tray and use the crap out of it. What a fun way to uh, wrap up the week. So good, guys. Thanks so much. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll we'll do a whole LinkedIn. You know what? When 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 Simply Cyber Cafe launches, we'll do the jaw jacking regular weekday shows, and maybe we'll do a um, weekly LinkedIn roast show, right? Or you know, maybe yeah, weekly could be good. A link a weekly LinkedIn roast show. And uh, if you got other show ideas, we'll, we'll see what's up. Maybe I could get like uh, what like maybe I could get like Doritos to sponsor the LinkedIn roast, like Doritos, uh, you know, new spicy habanero chip <laughs> LinkedIn roast presented by Doritos. I'm already trying to get uh, Red Bull to sponsor my studio. I'm just kidding. I don't know who they are. Yeah, so uh, Kimberly likes LinkedIn roasting dailies. We'll have to, we'll have to, oh, we could call it Friday, F-R-Y, like like LinkedIn roast Friday or fish fries or, you know, something like that. Let's do, let's do something fun with the naming convention. I got to tell you guys, I'm going to have to go soon. I have an entire French press of coffee operating in my lower <laughs> bladder right now. Woo! I'm going to get copyright striked because the midnight. Dude, I love the midnight. All right. All right. All right. So we'll do a LinkedIn roast show. Add it to the list. Um, just remind me. I might forget about that one. There's a lot that's going to happen between now and 
September. September is going to be super busy. October, guys, I'm literally traveling every week in October. Some for personal, some for professional. Um, French Roast Friday. Ooh, yes. Thank you, whoever suggested French Roast Fridays. That's cool. French Roast, LinkedIn Roast. Yeah, I like it. LinkedIn, yeah, we'll have to do the wordplay, but uh, I like it. Oh my God, you guys, that saxophone. Oh. Nice B-Sec. All right, guys, I got to go because I still have an employer. That isn't this community. Thank you, everybody, for your time, your energy, your effort. Great show today. Great week today. So much positive news coming out of the community. Again, don't sleep on my new book. Uh, if you can, if you like it, share it in, um, share it uh, on your socials. Share it with other people. I, I would ask, you, you download it as a PDF, right? So... You could just share the PDF. I would, I would, I would kindly ask that you share this link, not the PDF directly. I can't stop anyone from sharing the PDF, but I would just kindly ask that you share the link, not the PDF, please. All right. Oh my God. Oh, I do declare the saxophone. Oh my God. Whew. I think I'm pregnant. Wow. All right. Guys, I'm Jerry. This is Simply Cyber. We had a great show. We had a great week. I'll be back in my uh, primary studio starting next week. Uh, got a long drive ahead of me tomorrow. Thanks for being wonderful community. You guys are the best. Help each other. Stay secure. Be safe this weekend. Thanks to Grayson. Love you, Grayson, for the uh, joke of the week. Hilarious. Always bringing the light humor to the crowd. We will see you guys Monday, 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Take care. Everybody, I hope you enjoyed that content. Keep the cybersecurity train going by connecting with the other Simply Cyber community resources. We have the Discord server that's lively and always keeps the conversation going. You can connect with me directly on LinkedIn. And also every single weekday morning on the Simply Cyber channel, we're doing live daily cyber threat briefings, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, as well as Thursday at 4.30 p.m. We're doing live stream interviews with industry experts, and we produce videos that we push out every Wednesday morning. I'm Jerry from Simply Cyber. I hope you enjoyed the content, and we'll see you in the next one. One.